Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Hey everybody, this is Jerry, one of your hosts, and I have with me Brandon. I'm I'm here. Awesome. Uh, first, we want to thank you for joining us, and we got coming up in just a moment. We're going to kick off our next episode, and we have with us Scott Barlow. Brandon, if you're listening to this, we 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 started asking questions about you know how to how to ask for a raise, how do you add value, and 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 how do you deal with that situation? So if you've ever been in that. You know, I really should make more money, but I'm waiting around for my next review or my next cycle or whatever it is. And I deserve more. How do you go in and ask for that? And we're going to ask Scott that because I think he has some great tips on how to get that done. Yep. And then from there, maybe you feel burned out at your current job. So we're going to ask him, what do you do about that? So check us out. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Rut Podcast, a weekly podcast about equipping and inspiring you to make your own path and live the life you've always wanted. And while Brandon's getting himself tangled up in all his cables, I want to introduce to you Scott Barlow, who is founder, CEO, coach from HappenToYourCareer.com. He has a podcast and a blog with the same name, and we got to meet him through a connection, uh, Jody Mayberry, whom you may have heard on episode 27 of Beyond the Rut. Scott, if you didn't hear it, go back and hear it. Yeah, after you listen to this episode. So, Scott, how are you doing tonight? I am really good. Definitely go back and check that episode out. Jody is Jody's phenomenal. So, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I haven't listened to it. I'll have to go back and check oh. that out. We'll, we'll definitely put a link in the show notes, send you the link to this episode, and tell you to listen to the link that's in your show notes. Very cool. Thanks Very for having me. <laughs> Our pleasure. Thanks for joining us, Scott. I know it was a little bit of a, and you're in, you're on the West Coast time, so it's a little earlier for you. But for us, we kind of rushed in, put in all of our cords, and got this whole thing set up, which is is great because we got to get it all recorded. But uh, it took a little bit of a speed to get this thing done. So the good thing about it is, if you're listening to this, you're going to just hear a conversation with somebody who's doing something different, somebody who got out of the rut somebody who's making a difference in their own life so i never want this podcast to be something we're trying to tell you that doesn't connect with you and scott's one of those guys that's just he's just a normal guy that lives in washington state and and we're just excited to get to talk to you and and hear about your story and how you got yourself out of that rut cool that's uh, we can absolutely do that. I am I'm excited to tell you. <laughs> Great. Now before we go there, I I just want to learn a little bit more about Scott Barlow himself. So I've got a little icebreaker question I prepped for you, and I'm gonna throw it at Brandon too because I I'm just curious. So here's the icebreaker. You're on a deserted island. There is oh, a there's <laughs> yes, and there's a freezer on it that is powered by a group of people on another island who push a button every 108 minutes after they punch in a sequence of numbers. What flavor ice cream would you want in that freezer? Oh, man. And why? <laughs> I only get to choose one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who wrote the rules, but that's the rule for that imaginary freezer. <laughs> when they push a button... Can I get a new set of ice cream every time? <laughs> there you go. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently not. Okay. All right. If I'm limited to one, you know, I think I would just go for black cherry, black cherry ice cream. Ah. I don't, 
I, I think it's a leftover thing from, from my childhood. I, th- I think that that was something that was regularly in our freezer. So I just have this, <laughs> even though like truly I say I only get to choose one because I love trying all different kinds. Actually, we have, uh, we have a family rule in our house for our kids that uh, is try new things. So awesome. that's, I mean, that's something that we do all the time. It's kind of a reminder for us to get outside our comfort zone. But if I'm limited to one, I'm going to go with, uh, with a standby from my childhood, which is, uh, which is black cherry. Awesome. That's great. I would I would have picked Neapolitan because it's like three and one and cheating, but <laughs> it is. for for me it's easy. It's German chocolate ice cream from Brahms Ooh. here in Texas. It's the best ice cream. I don't eat ice cream about ninety percent of the time, but I love German chocolate ice cream. I didn't even know that was. I didn't even know that came in ice cream form. But I'm ready to change my answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, you can come over to my island, hang out with me. We'll eat out of the freezer. I try new things. Let's do it. Uh, and if you guys have seen the show Lost, apparently they stop pushing the button and the island blows up or something. So uh, I, that was my reference there. I've, I've not seen Lost, but I've, I've heard about it. I know what it is, but oh, I've never it. seen I it. I quit. I'm out. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I love that concept of the family rule, try new things. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, my daughter, my 15-year-old daughter and I went on a road trip, uh, yeah. 2,500 miles and did a, that whole thing. And our big thing was we weren't going to eat at any chain restaurants. We had to try new stuff and go to new places. And it turned out, she said the other day, one of the best parts of the trip was the food we ate. So I love that rule. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good rule to get you outside your comfort zone until you've got one of your kids that uh, you've told it to again and again and again. Um, meet up with uh, you and something you don't really want to do or you're not that <laughs> exactly. excited to do that much. And they're like, Dad, try new things. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah, kids it, always uh, using stuff against us. What? <laughs> Quit quoting though. me back to me. Exactly. <laughs> uh, awesome. So uh, let's see here. Now, Scott. Uh, you've got a podcast called happen to your career and sure of course do. the website and all that. How did, how did you get into that? It is, <laughs> it's been a, it's been a 15 year journey <laughs> um, and I say that jokingly, but I mean, I, I went to college and I was, I was one of those people that really just, I, I didn't know at all what I wanted to do. I changed majors seven, eight, nine times and, and I ended up leaving college and taking the first job that sort of came my way. I had a couple of job offers and took the took the one that you know, my friends and family were like, oh, hey, it's a great job and you should do it. Even though I knew that it probably really wasn't that good for me and probably wasn't that great of a fit. And I I went I went and moved down to Portland, Oregon uh, with uh, with my new wife. Um, we'd just gotten married. We yeah, drove down to Portland, Oregon, took all our stuff with, set up shop there and about nine or 10 months into that job, I was just absolutely hating life. Like I, I was driving into work and, and had, was having panic attacks and oh man, all, all kinds of, yeah, it was not great. Less, much, much less than, than desirable. And I started kind of asking the question of, oh my goodness, this can't be really what work is like. Is this, <laughs> is this all there is? This is nuts. People do this. Why? So I, spent a couple other months and then finally plucked up the courage and went and talked to my boss and said, Hey, I think I made a mistake. And, and I'm, I don't know, which is what they want to hear from you, right? Yeah, exactly. What my (laughs) boss, the, the bomb that, uh, you know, he wants me to drop on him. So (laughs) naturally we didn't talk about it for three weeks after I, I I dropped that bomb. And then three weeks later he, he fired me Uh, and somehow I was surprised. (laughs) (laughs) 
what's wrong with that and, guy? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I didn't even do it really in a, in a productive way, looking back and everything. But so apparently he had the, the same concerns about making the right decision. So he oh. remedied that. And it was probably, it was both the, one of the worst things and best things that happened to me at the same time, because I, I who knows, I could still be there to this day, but he, oh. he booted me out. And I, I, after that, I kind of moped around for a few days and then decided, okay, look, I am never doing this again. I'm never going back to work <laughs> that I, I don't like. Cause it's just, it's just not worth it to me. So I, uh, my wife and I had, we didn't have a whole lot of savings or anything like that. We were just married and, and we had like 10 weeks worth of money total. Oh. So I had this sort of ticking <laughs> clock. It's like, okay, well mm. I'd better figure out how to make career changes. Right. <laughs> so I, I started, started doing that. And eventually in a sh- very short order started applying, um, some different methodologies out there and, and, started finding that they're working and I, I got a bunch of job offers, ended up um, taking a job with, uh, with target doing HR management, which I'd never done before. And, and later on down the road, after I'd made a few career changes, people started asking me about my story. And, and as I'm talking to them, they're like, Oh, Hey, I'd love to hear more. You know, could I take you to coffee or I've got this friend and they want to make a career change. Could you meet up with them? And you know, they'll buy a coffee. And I really like coffee. So I would go and I would sit and drink coffee, free coffee for me. And, <laughs> it's the best kind and, of coffee. Yeah. Best kind of coffee. Right. And, uh, and I would just tell them like how I did this and, and they started making career changes too. And, and, you know, offering to offering to pay and sending me thank you notes and gift cards and stuff like that. And later on when I, I knew that I wanted to go back to owning my own business, cause I had another business in college for a while. Um, I was like, well, Hey, I'm already doing this thing and people are already getting a lot of value out of it. Maybe this could actually be a business. So that's, that's actually where it started. I love that because we told a lot of stories about people that have chosen to change their life or get out of the rut and, and go down a different path. You were almost, oh, well, not really almost, you were forced to in the sense that you were fired, but it, it, the way you responded to that is the key. It, you didn't respond, well, that wasn't fair and that stinks, but I was, I should have been fired because I shouldn't have been there in the first place, but it positioned you to go do something different. And I think sometimes that's what we need is that little kick in the pants to go, well, I don't, I didn't want to do that anyway. I can't be sad. I lost a job I didn't want anyway. Yeah. In all honesty, there were probably about three days there where I was like, this sucks, this stinks, this is not so not fair. But then, yeah, after, after that, it was like, Hey, uh, well, I've got two choices here. I can either be thankful that this happened and start running a completely different direction, or I can, you know, basically go bankrupt because we only had so much cash in the bank. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, how did your wife react? Did, did she have a job at the time or? Oh, geez. I was so scared to tell her. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. That was, that was actually the real reason that I was, um, uh, I don't know, torn up about the whole thing because my first thought was my, actually my first thought was relief quite frankly. My second thought was, Oh my goodness, I have to go tell Alyssa. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, fortunately she was, she was, she was scared to death, but she was super, super supportive. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we, uh, we've figured, I mean, she basically gave me, gave me uh, time and, and uh, support and encouragement and everything. Um, even though she was 
scared to death because like we just gotten married <laughs> yeah. and I moved her to a different town away from her family and <laughs> and all these other sorts of things. So she was as phenomenal with it as actually much more phenomenal than I expected. But she was just amazing, even though she was scared to death, too. I love that. She's like, well, the good news is you got a good, uh, a new husband. The bad news is you may have picked wrong because, uh, I have no job. And (laughs) yeah. And as a new wife, she's like, okay, I don't live near my family. You brought me out here, but it's that necessity that really gets the good ideas flowing. You know, it makes you uh, more creative. It makes you move faster. You don't have time to watch TV and, and worry or talk about it or, or, or just spend time dwelling in it. You got to get to work. Yeah. And, yeah. and I love that, you know, we all take our time of three days or sometimes a lot more of just, okay, I'm going to dwell on this. This wasn't fair. And then you're like, okay, now I got to get to work. I'm, I'm out of time. Yeah. That's, that's been the, I think that's been the case a lot in, in my life. It's been necessity in a lot of cases where, or in a lot of, actually, this is something that I've done a lot over the last probably five or six years. I've kind of created necessity for myself in order to get that going. That's kind I, of where I was going was how do you do yeah. that? Well, I think that there's a lot of different ways that you can do it and not everything works for everybody. So I can, I mean, I can tell you some of the ways that I've done that in, in my life. Um, but you have to be pretty self-conscious about what's going to work for you and pretty honest with yourself about what is going to work with you and what, what types of things give you, um, motivation or purpose or incentive incentive probably being the biggest one. So, Mm -hmm. you know, here's, here's an example. Um, and and I've kind of got this pattern of, of taking control when it's absolutely necessary. So in, um, geez, probably about, I guess it doesn't even matter, probably about like seven, seven or eight years ago. I, Alyssa and I were trying to pay off about six figures in debt. We had, <laughs> so we changed jobs and then I got a new job and I got a, you know, 30% increase compared to the, <laughs> compared to the job that I hated that fired me. And I'm like, whoa, this is <laughs> awesome. I actually like what I'm doing and every day feels like a vacation <laughs> and they pay me 30% more. Well, that means that we need to go buy the house of our dreams, of course, oh, yeah. and buy a bunch of cars and all kinds <laughs> of fun stuff like that. So we did that and we racked up just a ton of debt. Just it's real Americans go to debt. Yeah, real Americans. Yeah, we got that. We didn't quite have the white picket fence. It was brown, but you know, close enough, right? So we did all that, and um, some point along the way, we decided, look, we we can't do this. This is this is stressful. This isn't isn't going to cause us to get where we want to go. And and we started paying it off. And and over about two years, we got we got through two years of of. Um, of paying off pretty big chunks of it. And we kind of got to a point where we were just tired of, of living that way and putting all hundred percent of our extra cash into, into just paying off this massive amount of debt. And um, at that point I'm like, okay, we, we ran the math and realized it was still going to take us another two years. <laughs> it was like, okay, this is, this is ridiculous. And Alyssa's like, oh, two more years. I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. It's like, there's got to be a, there's got to be a different way. Like, how can we pay? Like, what, what kind of time frame do we really want to pay this off? Well, we would really want to pay it off in the next 12 months. Okay. So how could we do that? And kind of gave ourselves those constraints. And in, in that particular case, I'm like, well, I could go get a different job. I'm pretty good at making career changes and I could probably get paid more. It's like, but I like my job. <laughs> kind of I'm really, an expert at getting fired. I'm, I'm good at this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I started coming up with all these different ideas and 
realized, well, what if instead of going and get a different job, because I really like where I'm at and I enjoy the job and I want to be there, why not just go ask them for more money? And, <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. So, I mean, putting, putting those types of, of constraints for me and saying, okay, what are the timeframes in which I want to do something? And being able to say, okay, how could that be possible? Or what would that look like if it were easy? Or under what circumstances could this be possible? And asking those types of questions, that's something that really, really helps me. And then that, that gets my, frame, my uh, brain in the right frame of mind where I can say, well, okay, so here's all these ideas. Which one do I want to pursue? And in that case, it was a matter of going and talking to, um, going and talking to my boss and my boss's boss and saying, look, I can go to another company and I'm sure that they'll pay me a whole bunch more. Here's some data to support that. But I don't want to. So how can we work this out? And then, you know, they gave me a $25,000 raise and, and then we were able to pay it off in, in 12 months and, you know, go to Nashville and scream I'm debt free on the Dave Ramsey show and, awesome. and all that, all that sort of thing. But I think those, those same type of giving yourself, giving yourself the framework, um, or giving yourself the, the constraints that, that can actually be really, really helpful. Um, it's, it's almost giving yourself permission to do those. You know, you, yeah. you give yourself yeah. permit. Why can't I go ask for more money? Why can't I move here or do this job or, or, or have this conversation? We wait around to get permission. And sometimes you just have to give it to yourself and say, you know, I'm worth it and back it up with data. Yeah. And, and I mean, truly, I, I realized that the worst the thing that they could say is no, or <laughs> maybe they thought I was really greedy or something along those yeah. lines. But I figured if I went in and was genuine and, and explain my situation. And more importantly than that, I guess I, I was already adding a lot of value to the company and, and they already knew that I could produce it back. So I'd already proven that. Otherwise, if I, I don't know if they're about ready to fire me or something, yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, hey, I really need some more cash. Can you help me out? Yeah. Well, that's out? key. Base it on facts. You know, is there, is this a realistic situation or have I been here for two weeks and I'm going in and asking for 25K more a year? You yeah. know, do I have value that I've ad- added? Plus, can I prove that? Can I really show what I've done? And and that's another way we talk a lot about getting out of your current job or out of your current rut, but sometimes you can stay at the same place. Just change it yourself from internal. Don't necessarily leave for more money. Sometimes you need to go talk to your boss and say, Hey, this is what I'm considering. I could do this, but I want to stay here. So most people that, that I meet that are kind of in a rut are usually in that, that type of situation where they don't necessarily know how to how to how to change or how to sort of take control of it or more control or even influence it in different ways than what they are. So, you know, that's that's one of the one of the key things I found is if you can if you can develop a great relationship with the the people who have a vested interest there and do that consistently over time, then you can very often ask for whatever you want. You can ask for your job to be different. You can ask for more money. You can ask for, uh, I, I ended up eventually getting them to uh, pay me to work at home on my business. Well, they knew that that was happening. Awesome. Uh, I, I mean, you can ask for a lot. If you're producing a massive amount of value, you're on the same page and you have a great relationship with, with them. So I guess here's, here's one really, really, really simple thing to do. Every single week, meet with your boss for 15 minutes and just simply make sure that you're on the same priorities. Like you've got the same top three priorities, clarify that and then go knock those out of the park and over, over exceed on those priorities. Cause then 
miraculously, you're doing exactly <laughs> what your boss wants. Not a surprise. <laughs> and not then, rocket science. Yeah, they're excited, but so few people actually do that, even though it, it makes, it makes a lot of common sense. That is a really good idea that I know sometimes I, I skimp on because I'm like, well, he's busy. I'm busy. And, and, but just spending that time, whether it's breakfast, lunch, or even, you know, after work, go to dinner or do something, but spend 15 minutes with them because you're taking things off of his plate by doing that. Cause you're yeah. working on exactly what he wants or and she, then they, whatever the deal exactly. is. Exactly. They begin to trust you at a much deeper level. And then that's where you get, that's where you get the rules bent for you. Right. That is so good. I, I think that in itself can change so many careers. So I, I think that's one of the things I love about your website that happened to your career is, is how did you come up with that using these same concepts, obviously, but how did you come up with that name? Of I came up with a lot of other crappy names. <laughs> There's an honest answer. <laughs> no, I even before even before it was a business when I really wasn't entirely sure what uh, what type of business I wanted to develop for myself and wanted to run and these were just a lot of ideas. I decided, okay, well, I'm going to I'm going to set up myself a blog and I'm going to do some writing and everything like that. And I came up with a bunch of really bad names and and decided that, well, I guess the pattern for everything that I've done pretty well on in my life is being able to take control in other situations where, where people don't take control. Well, okay. So how can I make a cool name out of that? And I started looking at different words and different origins for words. And I realized that career, I, I've never used it this way until I looked it up, but career actually comes from some root words that are, you know, Latin and, and French and blah, 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 blah. Not to get all too nerdy on you, but, um, <laughs> too late. But no, kidding. Like, yeah, too late. <laughs> like Carreria and, uh, Carius and, and they mean things like wide path or journey. And there's some other stuff, uh, wow. where, it, where it comes from that, that means something totally different. But I started looking at it from, Hey, happen to your, happen to your journey or happen to your path or, and that really resonated with me. Because I wanted to be able to teach people to how to have control where they didn't think that they could have control in their lives, not just their, not just their, Great. not just what we commonly refer to as career, but their entire, entire life and entire path. So that's, that's kind of where it came from. Wow. That is, that is so good. I love that. You just feel out of control, but you can get control. You just, nobody's, like I said earlier, giving you permission to do that. It's like, why not? The worst they can say is no, yeah. you know, but once you add that value, I, I get really frustrated when somebody tells me they won't pay me more. If you do your job in such a way, you can force them to pay you more because they would be crazy not to, or the next company will hire you away. There's no limit to how much money you can make. It's, it's completely in your hands, how much money you make in this world. Absolutely. But I, I know that even though you say that, most people will not believe it. Oh, absolutely. So they say, well, they, they, I've already asked and they told me, you know, this is the top salary range and I can't ever go any further. And, and, but we, we believe this, that I have to be here. I can't go across the street. I can't go across town. I certainly couldn't move across the country. It's like, you can literally move anywhere on the planet you want and work anywhere you want. Like you were saying, you work from home. You can work from any small town. It's up to you. We give other people permission to pay us whatever. And, and I, I agree with you. There's people listening going, yeah, not at my place. I, I, there's a published salary range and we can't ever go outside of it. Well, then they're not good enough for you. You have to I, make that decision yourself. 
Yeah. Or uh, somebody can make the decision to go outside of it. Everything, <laughs> everything with the right, right time, right place, right person is negotiable. Absolutely. How many people tell themselves no before they ever actually ask anybody anything? Oh, yeah. Somewhere around I, I, 100%. I found a statistic. Uh, I, I don't know how accurate it is because I tried to trace it back to like where it really came from. <laughs> but it was some statistic that in the United States that only 13% of the population, uh, the working population, ever asks for a raise of any kind, whether that's negotiating wow. uh, for a new job or uh, in-job raise or anything else like that. And I tried to find out how many people actually get it. But uh, but only the people that that ask for it actually get it, or very very few <laughs> right. people otherwise, I would imagine. So that's the, I mean that's half the battle is yeah. is asking in the first place, and then doing so in a way that they can say yes. Right, and too many of us, and I, I've done this in my lifetime when I was much younger, but uh, just think, well, this is what I want to make. Well, you, if you add the value that it makes total sense for your boss or whoever to make that decision, it's a no brainer. It's not even really a decision. It's just, okay. Yeah. I was getting a bargain. Now I need to really pay up here. You know, we, we talk about the, the Michael Jordans and the LeBrons making all this money. It's like the reason they make that money is because of the value they bring to whoever's yes. writing that check. It might seem like crazy money, but the only reason you write a hundred million dollar checks because you're making a lot more than a hundred million dollars off of this person. A lot of people aren't looking at it that way, though. They're not looking at it in terms of, uh, you know, the the like the club owners and stuff like that that are writing those checks. They're looking at it as a business. And right. if you look at your if you look at your career as is like you're running a business, how much value are you adding to someone else so that they can produce value in return, or you can ask for value in return? Then it changes the game. The part I didn't tell you is that you know when I went and asked my boss, not only did they already trust me that I could return value. But I, I put together a plan for them that was very realistic and very doable to, um, to return five times the amount of, of what they were going to pay me, which right. I think that's a really, really reasonable someplace between three and 10 times. Um, <laughs> you know, the, when, when I work with coaching clients, like we, we help people start businesses. That's one of the things that we do and get them started. And I think that I should be returning at a minimum three to 10 times the amount of value in helping them create a business and, and bring in their you know, first revenue and, and first clients and everything like that as what they pay me. Right. Otherwise, otherwise what, what are they really paying me for? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's an investment. You know, everything's an investment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to pay you $10 for something, I should be able to get somewhere in the 20 to $30 range out of it. You know, you got to look at it that way. And, and you should be able to, to add enough value that if you came back to me and said, you know, I really want $15, $20, then I should be able to look at it and go, yeah, that he's adding $40 value. I should be easily paying that amount of money. Yeah, absolutely. Right on. Great. Um, Sorry, I was just listening to you guys talk away and I was sitting here like, this is awesome. Oh, shoot. Brennan just gave me that look like, all right, ask that other question. I'm like, oh, okay. You know that other one. Yeah, the other one. All right. So um, we just heard the two of you talk about you got a job you love. You're good yeah. at it. You know you're worth more. So how do you go and ask your boss for more? Shifting gears just a little bit. I'm asking for a friend, of course. 
<laughs> Let's say, of course. Of course. Uh, actually, Karen, if you're listening, you know for a fact I love my job. So um, <laughs> you probably should be worried about that $25,000 number that yeah. Scott we're, threw out We're having earlier. a meeting next week. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be meeting with you every week. Yeah, yeah. I, on the schedule. Yeah, just in case my boss listens. So let's say I am, I'm feeling burned out from my job. I, I don't yeah. like it. Some, something's got to change. I don't quite know yet. And I've got a family to support. What do I do? Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. You know, I think the first the first thing that you need to do, and this is going to sound simple, but it's really, really difficult to do. But the first thing you need to do is figure out what you actually want instead. And that, that sounds like such a simple question, but so many people struggle with that because it's easy for me to point out to what I don't want. If I'm crazy right. burnt out, it's easy for me to point to you know, something in my job and saying that, oh my goodness, if all that work in this area weren't there, or if my silly boss would, I don't know, stop doing this. Or if, uh, I don't know, the other person at the office wasn't such a pain or if I could finally get the parking spot, I don't know, whatever it is, whatever <laughs> it is, right? It's easy to point to those things and say, yeah, I do not want that anymore. But when I ask the question of so many different people, even like really, really smart, very intelligent, self-aware people, we kind of struggle to answer, well, what do I really want instead? And even if I can answer some of that, uh, it's, it becomes a question of, well, why do you want it? Like, I mean, take the money thing. We were just talking about money thing, right? So, you know, I talk to people all the time. We're like, wow, oh, I really want to make six figures or I really want to make $200,000 or 250, whatever it happens to be. And it's like, well, why do you want that? Right. Like, what is, what does that do for you? Or what does that get for you? Like, let's, let's move a couple layers deeper beyond that. And let's really understand what's really actually important to you and what you place value on. And that's, that's something we spend a lot of time teaching people like that. That's actually a big chunk of my day at some point every day is doing something that allows us to, to teach people more about how to, how to get clear on what it is that they want and what is valuable in, in their lives. So for, you know, for me, I place a lot of value on some very, very, very simple things like being able to go in, you know, go on Tuesday morning up to the coffee shop and be able to write from, you know, from 8 a.m. to uh, about uh, 1230. And I place a very, very large amount of value because that's a way that I enjoy spending my time. So if that's something that I know that I want or if uh, if I know that I want to be able to be at home accessible to my to my five-year-old is so that he can run into the office and say hey you know dad look what uh, look what i just made and if that's something i place a lot of value on well then how can i do that right whatever whatever that is 
And, and I think that's where you have to start because otherwise you're just running away from something. And I really want people to run to something because otherwise you're going to be repeating the cycle when you make a move and you realize, oh, this is not all it's cracked up to be. That's huge. That's where that whole concept of, you know, if I didn't work here, if I could just work where Scott works, I would be happy. The problem is you don't know all of the inner workings of where Scott works. And so you got to start with what you want. So that may be the worst place in the world to work because some people are listening going, oh, man, sitting in a coffee shop for four hours writing sounds just incredibly boring and I would hate it. Well, then that's not the fit for you. Yeah. You know, I, I have an incredible wife that that she's got a great job, but staying at home and working from home in a home office to her is just torture because she has to be out and about. And that's what she likes. She doesn't want to be home and accessible yeah, all too. the time. So that yeah. doesn't fit everybody. So you're 100% right. So Scott, as we kind of wrap up here, tell us a little bit more about your business and, and, and how many people work for, for you or with you. And, and what do you spend a lot of your time except for Tuesday mornings actually doing? <laughs> oh man, uh, our really the core of what we do. And you've, you've heard a little bit already, but we help people make career changes and we do that one of, one of two different ways. Um, always making sure that we were helping people get very clear on, on what they want before, before we do it, but we either help people start, start businesses. And we've got a program called side biz MBA where we help people do that on the side. Um, or we help people, uh, make a career change from one job to something else that they really do enjoy and really fits them and their strengths. And uh, we've got, we've got a program there called figure out what fits. And, you know, it's, uh, we, we do a lot of, um, I don't know. We run an internet based business and there's growing popularity with internet based <laughs> businesses where a lot of stuff is, is passive income, but actually the majority of, we do have, um, a lot of products like that too, but the majority of what we do is very intensive with, uh, with the people that we work with in our, in our classes and our courses. And, and that's because we see the biggest change. And quite frankly, I have the most fun um, and some of the other people that we work with uh, on our team too have the most fun when we can help people make those really massive changes in their life. And as it turns out, um, sometimes a lot more is required than just information. So, so that's 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 what we do. We're at we're at happenedyourcareer dot com h a p p e n, um, and I totally forgot the last half of the question. <laughs> <laughs> I think you answered it anyway because my 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 main point was you know what. What is it that you do with the bulk of your time? And I love that concept of I, what I like to do or actually what is the most fun. And, and that's what I want people to get out of this podcast. The reason Jerry and I started it was so you can find something that is fun that somebody will pay you for. You can generate an income from and impact other people's lives. And, and you know, it sounds exactly like what you're doing. And I would just tell people if you're interested, if what you've heard today is something that's kind of stirring in you, go to the website, check it out, uh, get the newsletter. I just signed up for it last night and uh, just find out what else going on and how you can change your own life. Well, thank you guys so very much. Thanks for the, thanks for the conversation. I, I've enjoyed it. I appreciate you having me on. 
and and setting up and getting all the wires set up and everything so that <laughs> oh, we can do it. You bet. If you'd seen our faces while we were scrambling for that, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> this was one of those days like we'd planned this out. We're like, yes, we can clear our calendars. We can make this happen. And then both of us, our our jobs said, hey, we need you to stick around till five. And yeah. the looks on our faces were like, uh, are you serious? Wait a minute. Seriously? Today what? we've got way more important things to do. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like Dave Ramsey says, you know, life gets in the way and. So, yeah, but it worked out really good. It was awesome to get to meet you and, and, and talk to you a little bit and just share your story. So really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Great. And you got to thank Alyssa for us for setting this up and getting this squared away with connecting with you too. Absolutely. Will. Absolutely. Will. She is actually a uh, 10 second uh, odd story. We had a tent blow away earlier. And I think <laughs> I think somebody just found it in the lake because I'm watching out my front window uh, four people carrying a tent coming in. <laughs> Lisa is one of them. So that I, will, is awesome. uh, I will thank her first and then she may or may not be excited to, to tell me that um, the tent is back. Awesome. <laughs> that is great. Well, thanks, Scott. We'll let you go and uh, just have a great night and uh, enjoy the family. Thanks so much. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Beyond the Rut Podcast. You can download the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 046. Be sure to go to iTunes and subscribe to our show. And the best way you can support us right now is to share us with a friend, a family member, that neighbor across the street, or a coworker. Thank you much. Uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Was it uh, pole position? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Is it that guy from uh, uh, Police Academy movies? Oh, Michael Winslow. Winslow, yeah. What? That guy was phenomenal. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> you know the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself. I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.